Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week in League, Mrs. Walker starts Googling egg recipes as Dylan signs with the Warriors. The West Tigers look to be the first club to appoint more captains than the amount of games they're scheduled to win. Manu Vatabai swaps dropping bombs resulting in repeat sets for dropping soap resulting in repeat sex. Plus, we give our thoughts on the upcoming 2022 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 443 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm a Glenn. You're a Glenn? I'm Glenn. You're Fuck. a Glenn? Your internet is fucked up. No, I heard a Glenn too. Fuck it. I'm, you said I'm a, Glenn. a Glenn. I'm a person and I'm a Glenn person. I, well, look, to be honest, I thought it was pretty poor fucking form for you to start off with a racist <laughs> Greek accent or Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So it's a Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it! Why do your fuck ups get edited out? And we all let's have a silence break. Mine just get rolled straight in. You pieces of shit! Fucking welcome back, cunts. <laughs> oh. That's because that's that that's because stepdad acknowledged, like he real he, he realized what happened after you told Instantly, him. No, we, we don't. Him. Yeah, but. Yeah, but then he was like, "Yeah, okay," and then he's like, "Okay," so he, just, so he rethought the strategy. He said, "Okay, I've got it," but you, you straight, you're just straight out denying. I was it. fucking no, double no, down. No, okay, let's have a silence break while you invent a time machine. Well, yeah, it was a Glenn, Cut. Oh, I'm a <laughs> and I'm Glenn. There we go. Fucking edit that. That'll be worse than that fucking edit the other week where I fucked up. And <laughs> oh yes, listen to the member episode. Yes, yes. Oh, the things the things that go on the Patreon. Anyway, welcome to yeah. What a great what a great start. Smooth start to 2022, and um, we are starting. This is firstly surprise, motherfucker, because this is like a a week earlier than we normally start. Yes. Normally, we throw the first episode out right before. It's basically previewing the matches that are to come in the first round of the competition. We're a week earlier this year, and we haven't even mentioned to anybody that we were going to drop it, and it's going to be a surprise, so mm. surprise motherfuckers. Now, <clears throat> do you fellas have anything you want to you, do? you want to cover anything off from, from your own off-season before we get started? How was your off-season? You train the house down? Plenty? I've proper Luke Brooks it, mate. So I've done fuck all. You're unleashed. I've done fuck all. <laughs> but, uh, you're, but, but you're unleashed this year. I will be unleashed, yes. Yeah, full confidence. Half and off, half and off, train the house and, uh, down. And, uh, and an offer. Well, an offer's... I haven't, I haven't been close to an offer. He's been uh, a little bit distant. Does an offer have a specialist coach he works with? Like just going through reps of blaming the A defender? <laughs> Oh fucking hell! Is that, that what Sheen, is, it, is that what Sheens is doing? Sheens is is resurrecting the club and bringing it back to his fucking heyday and glory times. Mm. 
That's what the change is doing. Yeah, put a fucking end to it. No. So how'd you boys go? Did you all we've all dodged COVID. Yeah, I haven't had it yet. Yes. Yeah, and I thought for sure that I would have had it by now. Um, especially because like uh, not last weekend, the weekend before, my daughter a went to a theme park with a friend all day, and then after the theme park, had a sleepover, and the friend tagged in uh, another kid that lives on her street. And that was on Saturday night, uh, two weekends ago, uh, the weekend before the floods. I mean, fuck me, it just never ends up here. But um, the Saturday night, she had the sleepover. The Sunday, the kids all go their separate way. Monday's a school day. First thing in the morning, we get a text from the mother of the girl who hosted the sleepover. And she's like, uh, just got a text from the mother of the kid down the street. And uh, they've just given her the fucking rat test. And she's got fucking, she's got the coviche. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, great. So, so it's basically been sharing air for a, you know an entire day and night, sleeping in the same fucking bedroom with this other kid. We're bound. What's it? What's the incubation period? We're bound to see it in the house by the end of the week. So, like the weekend is gone. And um, f- no, to this still no. Mm. So I'm, I'm I'm fucking stunned. I was resigned. I I was certain we were going to get it in the, in our place. So. But we haven't had it. School didn't bring it in. We've got, we got three, four weeks down there. So yep. it's weird. Man, I'll go you one better. Um, so my boy, you know, has 50-50 time with me and with his mother. And someone mm-hmm. in his mother's house tested positive, And he lived in the house with them for four days and didn't catch it. So like the incubation period, essentially, like or... yeah. That's it. Wow. Um, which and where did it come from? Did it come from school? Yeah, from school. So, um, and I know there's some members. I know there's some uh, some some long term members of the community. The the floodgates are fucking opened <laughs> via school over yeah. the last week. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So, so and we're getting um, text messages every day from school that are kids tested positive and been pulled out. Yeah, every day. So far, yeah, and that and that hasn't been happening for our yeah we had, we we've had one case at the primary school, mm. and that was a kid that had it before they started school. They they were sick before school started, so they didn't come, and they tested midway through that first week and said, oh yeah, they've got it. So that wasn't actually a kid that was even there. And at the high school, we had a day where there were four on a Monday, and then on Tuesday there were ten. Yep, and we're like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> Nothing since. And that was like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's crazy. Well, see, we're, crazy. we're pretty lucky because he's at a, a Catholic school. Maybe Brent Kite's right. Never think about that. Maybe Brent Kite's right and maybe it's just a fucking government plot. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it's, a, and it's all, and it's, you know, it's just there to fucking, uh, in, in, you know, in, uh, implode our freedoms. Well, it's, yeah. Look, we're, we're, the Magna Carta and stuff. We're, we're pretty good because he, he's at a, a Catholic school. Um, yeah. and like the Catholics do, you know, they, they do a lot of things, but it's well known that they don't kiss on the mouth. So, you know, the, the risks to him are fairly low. You said this year it was really going to transmi- be- It's not really transmissible through ejaculate. You said it was going to be different this year. That's what you said to me. No, I we said it was going to- bring a different vibe. Said, no, no. You were bringing a different vibe. No, I said it was a positive <laughs> Motherfucker, vibe. don't you point at me. <laughs> and the only thing- <laughs> That's not positive. His fucking rat tests. So, everything else this year, 
<laughs> oh, I'm fucking... fucking settle down, Glenn. He's not trying to harsh. He's not yeah. harshing his fucking buzz. He just wants to go to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Right. <laughs> now, uh, if that, if that's our pre- our preseason was basically we did all the extras, we dodged COVID, we're fit and ready to go for the season. Yes, we're going to be unleashed. Is that where we're at? Ready to defend our fucking. You don't title. seem. I gotta. I'm gonna say, Glenny, you like. You, I'm not feeling like a super unleashed vibe from you right now. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like you're still worried about what Noff is gonna say on Twitter. You kind of, you kind of I got that vibe. I don't give a fuck what Noffa says on Twitter. What I'm concerned about is what Noffa does on the field. That's enough of a concern. Thank you very much. I guess well, from from your no, point of view, no. That the worry is then. The more he's on Twitter, the more explaining he's doing for what he did on the field. <laughs> yes. So yes. You, need, you need his day to tweet ratio to be way fucking down yep, from last year. Absolutely. Just delete your fucking account, please. Nice. But you know, right. as as so, defending premiers of NRL podcasts, hmm. we're ready to go fucking, what do they call, 10 in a row, 11 in a row, 12 in a row? Undefeated. 13. 13, 13 in it? a row. we 13. That's fucking... Te- like, like, that's a long time. Like, no. like can, that, that's a staggeringly long fucking time when you can, when you think about it. You it's look every one of those hours. years too, Nathan. Fuck, you look old. Oh, I tell you. You're grey as a motherfucker. Oh, I tell you, it's been fucking... It's, it's been... It's hard goddamn work. And like, and, and it's fair... I mean, like, it's hard goddamn work in the first place, but then when you get this, you know... Just when the loads, you just think, yeah, okay, it's nice. And then fucking, here comes Glenny. <laughs> just, <to laughs> just to drain the last fucking youthful exuberance from you. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. Oh, 2021. It was a hard, it was a hard fucking year, primarily because of you, you little gremlin. Yeah, now, um, The way this episode's going to go this week, because we are a week earlier, I mean... I think the last thing that everyone wants to hear is these, you know, massive fucking previews of all the teams and all that sort of thing. So we will definitely run the rule over just some comings and goings and where we think teams are going to improve or decline, you know, based on where they were last year. But you know, I think I think as far as the previews themselves, though, like, yeah, can can I, I just you know, just point out here, before. just to start off with something, you know, true to form. Of how fucking miraculous it is that this has been such a quiet off season. Was yeah. was this a a drama free off season? Like I know there was some not drama sort of, free but close. Well, there were some like reserve grade players who who got up to a you know some shit. Um, but. Shock. The thing was, it was quite long ago too. The stuff that happened was very early on in the piece. Mm. For example, you had the Milford stuff, and that was going on. Was the season even finished? No, no we were still like recording. Yeah, yeah that's still recording. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the other thing in the off season that I can recall was you had Blake Ferguson, but that was <coughs> Japanese rugby, like over there. Exactly. And it, admittedly, that is the you know one of the the biggest fucking dickhead moves ever because. I'll, t- I'll tell you, take it from someone who fucking went out and got pissed nearly every night he lived in Japan for two years. It's really fucking hard. It's really hard 
to get in a fight in Japan. Mm. Like, the only time I ever threw punches the entire time I was over there was the last fucking, no, the second last night I was there. And that was like, and that's the only time it ever came close, and it's the only time it actually even happened. That's because you took and that, mushrooms and, and thought you saw ninjas. A lot of people had to get, <laughs> a lot of people had to get very drunk to make that happen. No, no, it was just, it was because it was my last night in the town where I was. We went out, and got smashed, and we were just walking back to our place. There's three of us, uh, me, another Australian guy, and a Japanese guy that, that we worked with, and we were just sort of walking back, and we were drunk, drunk, and then this. Uh, three guys were crammed onto one scooter and they fucking drove past us. And as they drove past us, one of the guy in the, the very back guy sort of hung his leg out or, you know, like just tried to like, you know, slap one of us or something. And we we're just, you know, like, right. And there's boom. And it was just fucking on like a three on three. Yeah, nice. And, um, and over in fucking five seconds <clears throat> flat and, you know, we went on with it, you know, went on you know, back to where we were going. Did and you fuck him up, mate? On. Did you fuck him up? Yeah. I fucking held my end up, Glennie. Don't you worry about that. Nice. And also the other Australian guy was like fucking, he was like, he was, he was, you know, six foot fucking whatever, like Ben Robert Smith. I mean, he was just fucking <coughs> executing him. <laughs> you would just toddle off on your fucking scooter with two of your mates crammed onto one if, if one of the people you were looking to start trouble with was built like that. So what actually happened yeah. was that there was one old lady carrying groceries on the scooter <laughs> and one of the bags hit her. It was, <laughs> Which, a, it was a single mother of two on her way home from her third job for the day. Nate's stage, like, I've got the fucking eight-year-old. At, at which stage fucking yeah. Nate and his romper-stomper mate decided to fucking... <laughs> You're a piece of shit, Nathan. Jesus. Um, yeah, but look, no, the, look, I did what I did. And I've got no regrets. <laughs> the point I was trying to make was, um, you know, there there really wasn't less opportunity for shitty behaviour because by the time the season was finished, lockdowns were essentially done and mm. dusted for the most part, like coming into Christmas. So there has been a massive part of the off season where life is essentially, from an entertainment point of view, back to normal. Uh, but isn't it funny that when news and media outlets have so many other things to generate clicks that they don't need to focus on the bad behavior of rugby league players. They don't need to dig up shit that happened in the past. They don't need to solicit for fucking people to come and sell stories to them when everyone is just glued to news outlets Every day, anyway. Isn't that a fucking funny coincidence? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it, I think I definitely think locking guy, locking guys down to a point probably did help a little bit. And I think another thing that helped was because the teams were all. But who was locked down on school camp? Sydney was locked down a lot worse than we were. Uh, I mean, no, until until just, uh, until just before, before Christmas. Christmas. That's it. And so the bulk of the off season. Yeah, yeah, but that's still two months after. The, that's that's almost two months into, you know after the mm. season's finished. Yeah. But the thing is as well, remember the, the teams were on like you know, the the teams were on holiday camp, and in resorts, and a lot of them stayed. You know, they got a lot of it out of their system because the the Mad Monday sort of situations mm. were behind closed doors at the resort where they were anyway, and so all of that could take you know could take place without spilling out into the into the public. And um, and shit like that as well. So um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think that, and the, the other thing is that, you know, there's just like the indeterminate number of players. And I've ever seen just journalists just speculate that like, you know, uh, up around 80% anecdotally, an- anecdotally 80% of the first graders or the top 30s were exposed and, uh, and, and, you know, caught COVID in like December and January. Yeah. So they're kind of uh, done and dusted with it. Or at least given a window where perhaps it might affect their season. Mm-hmm. If there's any sort of like immunity, you know, short-term immunity from reinfection. What do they say? Six months? But, is the, um, isn't that the wisdom at the moment? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, what happens is, you know, you get, a, you get a player in your side has got COVID. You've got a bunch of players that haven't had it yet in January or February. And you're just like, well, shit, it's January. It's just after Christmas is done. Fucking hang out the together. The trials aren't for like a month. The trials aren't for a month and a half. So fucking, it's like, it's like, did your mum do that back in the day? Like when you were a kid, Glennie? Uh, that, with the, like chicken pox and stuff? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like chicken pox and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah, chicken so, pox. Yeah, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying now, like, you, you, you sister down in fucking Lithgow gets Rona, so your mum sends you down there to fucking lock, lock you in the room. I'll be like, fuck, no, just but, put um, a bullet in my head rather than send me to Lithgow. Jesus. <laughs> I would like to apologise to the fine people of Lithgow. <laughs> Is there any there? Uh, hey, your constituents, <laughs> fine people. man. <laughs> hey, your constituents, not, not ours. <laughs> Oh, um, so, even off season with the rules, there wasn't a lot of changing. No, mm. there's uh, yeah a lot of a lot of dissatisfaction with the rules from last year. But they made one of the changes they did make was one that was kind of like a a, a popular amendment that people you know just the, the, the average punter would suggest. Yep, and that would be that instead of getting the six agains. For infringements, <coughs> uh, ruck infringements or 10-meter infringements inside the 40-meter zone of the team in possession, you get a penalty rather than a restart. That's so it. So you, you, situations where the defending team would just you know, deliberately infringe because, you know, on the first tackle or second tackle because it only costs to, them a tackle or To two. slow down momentum. You know, yeah, for That's some it. Sort of, for, yeah, yeah for, for a momentum advantage. That is now, uh, you know, there's a deterrent put in there now to, to yep. try and... Uh, stop teams from uh, deliberately conceding set restarts for an advantage. And um, there's a couple of other like game day ones as well. They've just slightly tweaked some of the things that were kind of, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say rorted, but, you know, definitely, you know, taken advantage of by, by you know, savvy trainers and things like that. So, so now free interchanges are only uh, given in the instances where the offending player is sin binned or sent off. So when players are replaced on a report, the free interchange no longer applies. And there's the, the injury stoppage, with the exception of head injuries. Only referees, touch judges, or the bunker will be permitted to stop play for an injury. And that was certainly something that people were you know, unhappy with, especially towards the end of the stop season. Stop the game. Players. Stop the fucking game. Yeah. You've got to stop the fucking game. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Snoopy, stop the fucking game. Stop the fucking game. Stop the fucking game. Not because anyone's injured, because we're getting flogged. <laughs> this is the thing. Little known fact. What, what it's he, a shame we're not getting another season of that though, right? What he actually meant was please cease all play of rugby league ever. <laughs> the game. The game. Like figure Stop out the, it. So I can figure out how to motivate. These fucking idiots. Until someone, 
until the fucking the, the Large Hadron Collider can fucking do its work in the field of motivating these cunts to, to play the game of rugby league. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine? Um, That's what's probably sorry. under Tiger's HQ. It's the Large Madron Collider. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> right, just let me take a note of that. <laughs> That's going to be the default position <laughs> because I realise. See, this is the other thing. I got to get back in the flow of of, of doing the the main show because the um the membersodes for our patrons, it's, uh, you know, patreon.com forward slash Nation are great, but they're so le- so much less uh, less structure. So uh, mm-hmm. gotta get back into the back into the flow. This is this is the real this is the real shit now. That's it. Um, now look, I think we should look at the uh, teams. The way I've the way I've ordered these things here is uh, just looking at the teams. We'll go from the the spoon up, mm-hmm. but we'll leave our three teams till the, till the end. Because uh, I don't know, maybe you guys want yeah, maybe you have more more that you'd like. Well, to see, say, here's the thing: your own team. If you did go from the spoon <laughs> up, you actually would get to my team oh, at the end. Oh fuck me! Why? Yeah, did look, you yeah, do and this, look, my Nathan, team not far, not far fucking, away either. Yeah, Glennie's, no, shut. Glennie's, you'd ordinarily expect up. to see just just north of the midpoint. You but... get you get to go first, Glennie. How good? <laughs> uh, oh, you me great fucking guys to say that. That the first team that, that I want to have a little quick discussion about this evening, fellas, is the Doggies, a team with a fan base that loves to chirp before a season. And wow, did the did the talk backfire on them in twenty twenty one? Now, um, a write off, a complete write off for for the, the side. Um, they uh, have bought a lot of players uh, to try and. Uh, Turn things around. I mean, they have they have recruited at least when you talk about name value alone, they have recruited tremendously well. At any any year when you can add the likes of the Fox, um, Matt Burton, uh, Tavita Pangai Junior, and then lesser yeah less pro, yeah probably lesser lesser names but still great buys for a club that's got fucking nothing in the cupboard like uh like Naden, um, Dufty, Paul Vaughan. Yeah. That's it. I mean, they've bought yeah for for a place that had an absolute talent vacuum and very few, if any, players that you would think would find themselves in first grade mm. outside of that club. You know, should the, you know that hypothetical thing is the plan for Burton to play six? Around. Yes, mm. and that's what he's doing in the trials. Yeah, and he looked and he, look he he looked he looked okay. So he should. He's a fucking great footballer. Uh, yeah. I just, I yeah, yeah. I think that you know they've been pretty savvy about how they've bought, as you said, and and I think they'll be vastly improved. Um, seven is seven is the biggest concern for me. Do you think they'll be vastly improved? Yeah, yeah, I do. What's vastly sixteenth to what finals? Oh, I think they, they vastly, can. I think they can or? legitimately knock on the the door of the eight. But it's it comes down to coaching too, which is which is obviously as we've discussed many many times, is a serious weakness in that side. And that was and, what the point, yeah. You know, and and Glenn, well, that- it, it's a yeah, it's a new year. It's a new, you know. There's all of these new players. Same results in the trials, like the same mm. the same problems, and it's not like the result in the trials and getting smashed. It's the way they get smashed when you look at the fact that they get a, a ton of good ball. Yeah. 
And with the exception of Matt Burton doing his thing and step, that was that's all they had. Mm. And that's despite, you know, and, and it seems like that from the trial perspective, and look, there's plenty of time in the season for this to turn around, but what we see in the trial is what was the knock on Dufty when he was at the Dragons? He was a fast, he was a fast, great attacking player, can't defend. Yeah, defensively. Yeah. He goes to the dogs, he goes to the dogs. Defense is, is, is equally as bad, if not worse. Yeah. To be a Pangai Jr., fucking tremendous player. But. Loose cannon. Loose, can concede penalties, can concede weeks on the sideline through you know foul play and this is the thing though and what happens in that what and what happens in the in the trial he's throwing punches gets sent to the sim yeah. in he's fucking like he's on report twice in, you know, like um, yeah. and that butt word if you go through all of their recruitment for as good as you think their recruitment is everyone that they've recruited comes with a gigantic butt hanging over them who's what's burton's not enough well, six well, no. So Burton, yeah, Burton. Burton was great in the number one side for two seasons. How does he fare in a team of absolute fucking plotters without a premiership-winning forward pack in front of him? Doing that, you know, that's his butt. Yeah, of all looked- of them, though, of all of them, though, I would back him. And and as you said, Nate, the trial form take yep, take it with a grain of salt. But I would back him ab- above every other recruit they've made to stand out. He's that talented. Yes, he is. But how many games does he win you a year? Enough to, as you said, genuinely knock on the door of the eight? Single-handedly. Yeah, I, don't see, I don't see them being these big movers because I don't think that they've got the coaching. They don't, they don't have the halves, plural. Burton's great. And I'm not going to say anything bad about that guy. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to perform you know, to the absolute... Maximum of his ability that he can for that side. Look at look at Cherry Evans. Pairing with, you know, when when Manly had no six, one of the easiest fucking teams to defend is the team where you know who the last tackle option is going to be every single fucking time. Yep. You know, and and at this stage, if he is their only attacking weapon, and you look at Matt Burton in all of the successful games he's played, he's either had you know, inform Jerome Luai or Nathan Cleary next to him. You know, so when he is the focal point of defence and every fucking defence is going to be preparing for him, his job gets real tough over the course of 20-plus rounds. And, yeah, and where are the games where he didn't... where he wasn't amazing from start to finish, where he's like got a Tyrone May or something like that yeah. is the only, you know, yeah. the only option he has. And... And I fucking but hope look, I, he does I well. I, every- I hope he does well, but yeah, of course, you know. But yeah, like I mean, Trent could be gone by fucking. He could he could be gone by Origin because a Trent Barrett coach side can, can a Trent Barrett coach side contain and can they can they handle Tavita Pangai Junior and Jack Hetherington mm. in the seventeen? Yeah, fuck. Especially if, like we saw in um, some of the trials, like you know, head contact is going to be. It wasn't. It wasn't like magic round last year level of of uh, itchy trigger finger from the referees. But it was, you know, certainly is going to be a focus again. Yeah, hundred percent it was. And and those guys, <laughs> and, and like you have those two guys on the side. Yeah, I mean, they could be playing with twelve men for <laughs> for, for fucking games. Yeah, 
at a time. Yeah. I don't see much improvement. I, I, I look, they've the cattle they brought in. They have to improve, but I don't see it as being this massive improvement. Like yeah. I don't see in finals. For, like no way do I see a, a Marshall King and Avarillo. Yeah, components of a spine. Yep. Mm. And Dufty at fullback. I don't see those three doing enough to help Burton drag that side to the finals. No. Not even fucking close. Let's move on from the dogs. Okay, Cowboys next. Now, the Cowboys situation. They've brought in the, the man who seemingly doesn't age in Peter Hiku. <laughs> I mean... Um, they bought a couple of warriors. They bought in uh, Jermaine Tanoa Brown as well. Chad Townsend, of course, the big, the big, the big money yeah. earner. And uh, and in return, they've lost uh, some retirees like Justin O'Neill, um, Michael Morgan, the, the biggest ones. They lost murderous Frank Molo to the Dragons. And uh, fuck, Morgo's a sad departure, isn't he? Yeah, like he he was on it's, top it's of the, way in- on top of the rugby league world for a couple of years. Like burst onto the scene. Even, even just bringing that, bringing that Cowboys side into the grand final that year. Yeah, single, yeah, JT, single-handedly. Yeah, yeah. Single-handedly, and he, the thing that was the saddest thing about his his uh, retirement was that last season was fucking terrible because he was injured most of the time yeah. and he came back mm. from that injury and he just wasn't he the was, same. Yeah, like his shoulder the same. still wasn't there. Should never be tackle. Playing. That's it. Um, no, but. I think the Cowboys run last. This year, I think they're a dead, dead. They are a very good chance of last. Yeah. I mean, do we see a drink water Townsend halves combination? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you do, and I think that's why they're going to run last. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like doing doing nothing is a thing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah and sucking is a thing. Yeah. But I, I think I they have. Yeah. They they've recruited poorly for the way the game's going. They're still very much in that four or five year ago, you know, grit and grind and be tough. And you know, when when they won their premiership, they had the brilliance in the halves of JT and Morgan, but they won that premiership on the back of that forward pack. And that forward pack was just hard work and fucking heart. They were all guys with massive. Talking about talking about their premiership, they won too. Though that's a long fucking time too. Yeah, exactly. That was that was that was half a generation ago, Mm. but. You know, it's like it's yeah. But they they don't have they don't have any elite athletes. If you look across most of the clubs, there are some incredible fucking athletes who could go and play, you know, six different sports at a professional level if they really put put their mind to it and trained hard. I'd, oh, you could probably argue like you know the the you know, Tamalolo's a decent athlete. He'd be their he'd be their guy. No, I. I'd, I would suggest that he is his body shape makes him useful for rugby league, but I would not call him a gifted athlete per se. So think think of yeah. um, well, okay, think of Tommy T. Yeah, right. Okay. Like he is, and like he was, yeah, and like he could have gone for this. He could have he could have played for the Swans or that's rugby it. League like and, he yeah. he is athletically yep. gifted. You know. Yep. Tomalolo has a a body shape and and skill set that suit him to excel in rugby league or you know rugby union or you know, whatever. But yep. 
Yeah. But the, the biggest thing for the Warriors is they've got a lot of money invested in Valentine Holmes. And like Valentine Holmes had some good moments, don't get me wrong. And they've got a lot of money invested in Jason Tamalolo. Yeah. And particularly when it comes to Tamalolo, I mean, Holmes was kind of shunted around a little bit. I think that he had to move because of the players around him a lot of the time. Um, but but Tamalolo was, you know, you could say he was misused or you could say that he was the... That, you know, Peyton couldn't quite come to terms with the, the the formula to use him in the game as it stood in 2021. Mm. Did, but he needs to figure that out really, really quick. And I just don't think that Deed and slash Drinkwater slash Chad, Chad. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. A guy to be are going to be worrying many people. Yeah, no. Nah. In attack, the, the cowboy, Cowboys, even. Cowboys to fight the dogs for the spoon. Mm. Agree. Ooh. What do you reckon, Glennie? I well, I agree. The Cowboys are going to be down. Going, are you are you cooling down? Are you cooling down on the doggies now? No, I, I do think they'll improve. I do think the Cowboys will be yeah. at the bottom of the fucking table. I, oh, yeah. I honestly they, think that the, the hype around Valentine Holmes these days and at this stage of his career is completely unjustified. And I think they've probably made the right move putting um, Tabuai. Today they're at fullback. I think that's his best position, and I think that's the best for the for the Cowboys. But I just I think the game's starting to pass Valentine Holmes by. I don't think he's he's got it anymore. And I still think they've, yeah, as I'm you said, they've how got a large because... chunk of their cap paying him, and I, I don't think he brings enough to justify it. Yeah, I'm always interested in uh, in Holmes just to see how he goes. Yeah, the more time he has away from American football, to see if he can get it, you know, get it back. Mm. Like, like, because because when he went there, he didn't like fundamentally change his body type or anything like Jared mm. Hayne did. No, and like Jared Hayne, when he came back, he couldn't do it. He, he, yeah, he couldn't do anything except bite women on their, you know, yeah, that's it near the regions. But um, Valentine Holmes, he didn't have that massive change though to his body composition and his shape, and so you know. Injury free, if that's such if, if that's something that he can accomplish this year, yeah, who knows. Mm. Next up, we got the Brisbane Broncos. Now, this is a team that I think has the potential to improve. Finals, I don't know, but I think that even towards the end of the end of the season last year, I, I think the signs were there, and it's really just probably a couple of pieces that they're short that uh, would prevent them from getting back in the mix. You know what I mean? Um, key players for those guys. Well, I mean, Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Jay, do you want to... Do you remember early last year when a South Sydney Rabbitohs fan <laughs> took issue with us with us in jest saying that he was the most injury-prone prone player in the competition? And now, look, that was, that was hyperbole. But then he immediately like had joke. eight weeks off with an injured thumb. <laughs> <laughs> and look, regrettably for the Broncos, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's got injury troubles to start the season. Uh, other big buys that they got, uh, Kurt Capewell, obviously, uh, you know, fantastic utility value for the Panthers over the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, Brenko Lee. And then so on. I mean, Ryan James. Remember, we thought we were like, he's, he's got out of the Titans. Yeah. He's gone out of Canberra, who at the time were kind of just coming off knocking on the door. Yep. And we're like, this is great. Ryan James, finally, he's time to shine. Feel yep. in at Canberra no. for a couple of weeks, and then 
Yeah. Yep. And actually did enough there to justify... Yeah, he was best player in 2021. Yeah, did enough there to justify getting a new deal. Unfortunately, it was at the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Now, the big losses... The, the Broncos, to be honest, I don't think they've had um, an incredible amount of tragic losses. I think uh, Xavier Coates going to the Storm, I think he's a, he's a loss for them. But I also think that the Storm are going to... to Make make Coates realise his potential as well that he didn't actually mm. show the Broncos anyway, like they never fully delivered on. Yeah, um, Ethan Bullmore gone to Manly. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a great season, so he will be a loss to them. But then you get guys like you talk about guys like Alex Glenn and Ben Tio and things like that. Uh, you know, they Brady Croft, yeah, Milford. These guys aren't lo- the, you know they they're not losses in what they've done. And uh, and John Asiata, who went from being this, you know, wonderful creative forward for the Cowboys, slotting in the halves in a game. Yeah. Comes down to the Broncos, proceeds to do nothing, gets released, goes down to the dogs, <coughs> becomes an anti vaxxer and yeah, fucks wow. off to second division UK. It's terrible. So I, I think for the Broncos, Broncos they, they I mean, they've got enough talent there that if all Reynolds does this year is give them some more structure, control, and opportunities, they will improve and they'll improve dramatically, probably not to finals. Um, There's a massive question mark about how many games you get out of Adam Reynolds in a season. And yeah, don't don't get me wrong. This is the guy who, you know, not not close to single-handedly, but had a massive part in dragging that South Sydney team who six weeks out from the grand final were not on anyone's list of grand finalists. Mm. Let's be real. Yeah, they, they were getting thumped. Mm. Yeah. Well, they got thumped a couple of times in that period. That's it. Um, yeah. You know, he he fucking played a big part in dragging them into that grand final, um, which they never had any chance of winning. But <laughs> he, he can potentially... like he, This is what I was saying. When I was saying, you know, how many, how many does Burton single-handedly win? Adam Reynolds can potentially win you half a dozen games just just off the back of his boot, mm. if not more. You know, um, I, I think, think if if they if they're close enough, he's the bit he's the difference that makes them good enough now in games. Yeah, if, if, to to either pin the other team down and and control possession enough for where they can create an opportunity, but that's. Also, their Achilles' heel is those opportunities. How many do they create, and how many are they? Do they need to be good enough to, to capitalise? They do, but we'll... well, remember these games like the Broncos versus Pan- Panthers. I think mm. last year was mm-hmm. it both times or at least that... one time. Well, and again, they had they had the running yep. of the game, and they had large periods where they were either on top or you know drawn level with the Panthers. And they had a ton of good ball situations, and they just couldn't score or do anything. I mean, Adam Reynolds, though, yeah, That's he bangs it. over the field goal. He gets the repeat set exactly. Yeah, you know, with the deft kick, the the options that they didn't have to he, press an advantage, or if they get to some sort of lead, he can kick to the corners and yeah. you know, pre- you know, help prevent a team come back at them. Well, you know, the the phrase game management's bandied around a lot, but it, essentially they lacked somebody who could think, you know, three or four sets ahead. They, they were yeah. always just in the now, in this set, doing what they can right now, not trying 
to set up to get an advantage in three sets time. So I, I think the Broncos are better just based on Reynolds and Capewell alone. Um, yep. But I, That's I still it. think they'll struggle to make the eight. That's it. And Katoni Stag- Staggs, if he can stay on the field as well, mm. because fuck, he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. You know? So, but this is the thing. I mean, you know, the Rabbitohs had doubts about Reynolds' ability to stay on the field for the length of contract he wanted. Uh-huh. Didn't get the contract. Broncos signed him up. He's injured before a ball's been kicked in anger. And if he can't stay on the field, then they, they're in a similar position to last year where it's this good forward pack that can get them into games at times. But, you know, they, then they, they can't finish it off. Yep. Okay. Hashtag fuck so, the Broncos. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. New Zealand Warriors. Home away from home again. And uh, hiding away from New Zealand because of uh, because of the coronavirus. And uh, they come down the road to Redcliffe. And, Tell uh, me. It's fucking flooded. Is there any other organization, club, anywhere who hope COVID continues as much as the New Zealand Warriors do? So they don't have to go back to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's terribly selfish of them that it's taken something that's killed millions of people worldwide. Well, you know, look, I bet the, I bet the Russians sort of wish this war never leaves. They enjoy, they're enjoying eating fucking non-moldy bread. You know, I, I imagine the Warriors are in a similar vein. Wow. So, the gains for the, gains for the Warriors... Big names. Sean Johnson returns to the side, um, and I remember that. Yeah, even our hopes was, was like he was stuck at the he was stuck at the Warriors. He was stuck at the Warriors. Wonder what he can do when he's in a side. Yeah. No, as it turns out, not 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 much. Um, and uh, your mate Glennie, Ash Taylor, <laughs> my mate, got a training trial. Grabbed it with both hands. Well, your your barber's mate, mm. your personal barber's mate. He does. He does but, look um, like that. He's yeah. uh, he's been training house down. Well, he had the training trial, and he's you know grabbed it with both hands, yes. and he's got himself right in the frame. They've lost a fuck of a lot of players. Yeah, the uh, the Warriors. Um, you know, big ones. Yeah, you know, guys that, that are, you know served them really well, like um, like Fusatua, Peter Hiku, uh, Kenny Mamalo, who they lost through the season last year. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, Chad was kind of a mini sort of liner deal. The big one, of course, uh, RTS. And I just don't know. Like, bringing Sean Johnson back at this stage of his career is a gamble. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll suffer. Putting in with Ash Taylor. <laughs> well, they've, they've also got Harris DeVita, so that'll be an interesting, you know, who plays, who plays six. But... You've got Reese yeah, Walsh, yeah. second year syndrome potentially, and you've got Sean Johnson, twelfth year syndrome <laughs> potentially. Both <laughs> both could seriously impact the Warriors' season. I um, I think they're they're probably languishing around the bottom of the ladder too, maybe somewhere around fourteenth or so. They they've run the entirety of the last yeah. two seasons completely on on heart and emotion and RTS and. Yeah, and well, fuck me, they've won some games yeah. they shouldn't have, and mm. and stayed in some contests they shouldn't have for far longer than that than they should. Mm. And if you were to break up the ladder into teams that are 
low on talent. <clears throat> and I think we've spoken about a couple of those teams already, the Dogs, the Cowboys, and, you know, and fucking sadly, the Warriors. Like, who the fuck's doing their recruitment over there, really? And... And why? Why aren't well, they? Jake the must because I mean they've just bought Dylan Walker yeah, to fuck. go into a side that's already got Matt Lodge and Adam Fanula Blake. Yeah, wow. So <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, you're not going to hear much from the Wags over there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but I, I think they will do. If you got all of those clubs and had a fucking low talent cup, they they would win. Um, Tigers are still run ninth. Out of five teams. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I, I don't see it being a super bright season for Warriors fans, unfortunately. Which is sad because... No, I don't have a lot of confidence. Because they are, they are some of the fucking truest. They, they probably rival pre-credit Knights fans for staunchness. Yeah, Spoon yeah. Year's... Knights fans, yeah, fair. yep, yep, and uh, and look, it's just, it's just regrettable for their fans because they they were due to have that you know big return match to New Zealand, and because of the the more stricter lockdown situations that are going on in New Zealand, I mean that's been canned. So do they return home this season? Look, probably, but when? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know the funniest I'll thing? Tell you what, that'll be a big game though when they do. I tell you what. One of the funniest things I've ever seen was fucking their prime minister when, you know, the good people of the Ukraine started getting invaded, actually held a press conference, right, to announce that New Zealand had banned any members of Russian government from entering New Zealand. That was what they were doing to help the fucking global conflict. The members of the Russian government all breathe a heavy sigh of relief. Thank fuck we don't have to go there. Yeah, but also the expat, expat New Zealand residents also said, well, yeah, of course you're not fucking letting us in, so I mean, you're not going to let your own citizens back. Of course you're not letting fucking Russians in. Victor, put the jandals away. <laughs> Duck Vladimir. The dragons. I've wanted to see the Hobbit place. Nine. Please cease inflation immediately. The jet boat looks much fun. Damn you, Jacinta. The dragons, boys. Fuck right. the dragons and fuck Sorry. their fan base. Every fucking one of them to a man. The Matt Dufty situation has been resolved. He's gone. Uh, they they unearthed some good kids towards the end of the season, like um, Tyrell Sloan, uh, for one. Yeah, right here. But their recruitment this year, their recruitment this this year or over over the off season, is fucking mystifying to say the least. Look, murderous Frank Molo is a good get. I mean, he played he played well for the Cowboys. Um, Moses Suli is a good get. Why why did why did Hook, Hook get, him, get him though? Yeah. Like, what colour was the guy that Frank killed? That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Yes. Um, yeah, Mr. Mr. Ackerman was um, Caucasian, you would say. Well, then... If, Hook, that, if that helps yeah, your argument. Then I can't find a reason why Hook would want <laughs> Yeah. Now, oh, the Jesus. more mystifying aspects of their recruitment, are, and, and there's so many of them, like, uh, 
jet ski from the Manly Seagulls. Thank God that they took him. George Burgess with a robo hip. Mm. Been out a little bit. Moses Umbai, yeah, he has utility value, but at what cost? Like at that cost, I don't know. Jaden Sewell is a, is a good acquisition. Aaron Woods. I just find it interesting that Jaden Sewer, they, they must have, like, that must be a big money deal because he, he's a fucking talent and I find yes. no fucking reason why he would think the Dragons is the best fit for him. But yeah. Aaron Woods, what the fuck? What were they yeah. thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, and on, yeah, to, to the, to the Dragons credit though, I mean, they you know they got to yeah you know, Corey Norman, some dead wood gone. Mm. Yes, you that's know, Paul it. Paul Vaughan, absolutely. You know, like dare I say, cancer gone. Braden Williamy, <laughs> you know, say no more. That's it. Uh, Jared Beal, well and truly passed it. They got rid of you know some dead wood, but then when you you replace it with George Burgess, how effective is he going to be? Mm. Aaron Woods, we know how effective he is. I mean, he can compile he compiles some stats, but in the real world. They don't translate to any kind of advantage off the back of what he does. I was talking to a fuckhead Dragons fan today who said, "Yeah, yeah, Woodsy, he cops a lot of flack, but you know he'll still get he get us, uh, you know, 180 meters, 100 meters a game, and he'll still be." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, there's there's more to the game." Same thing days. you said. Same thing you said about him. Same thing that Sharks said about him. Same things that Doggy said about like. I get it. That's like that Stockholm syndrome thing. You've got to try and. <laughs> the thing is, at the Tigers, got, the game, back, the game right. was the way the game was when he was at the Tigers. That was a a, a benefit yeah. to a side, but he's not mobile. <laughs> he's not no. fucking. And the, and he's... again, here's the thing. Think back to the last time that Anthony Griffin was, you know, a, a successful coach. It was the pre-Ivan Panthers, you know. And he he played a style of football that isn't going to win premierships or even make the finals in the current current era. Now, not to say that he doesn't have benefits, and it's widely touted that he's an excellent manager of young talent and amazingly good at mentoring young players to, to reach their potential. And a lot of what the Broncos achieved in 2015 in making that grand final was based on that squad that he put together and, and got halfway there. Earlier on, though, we did say that, well, that Cowboys team, that was a fucking antiquated style of play that doesn't exist anymore. And he still seems to be coaching to that. Whereas these days, across the park, and obviously you need different skills in different positions, but across the park, if you could say to me that every player in a side was fit and made good decisions most of the time that that's much more effective these days than the Aaron Woods of the world who will get in and do 15 hit-ups a game for six metres, seven metres per hit-up. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Dragons, no finals for you. And look, they've got, some, they've got some... They've got some... Yeah, they've got some decent backs, and I think they've got some points in them, but their pack, like... I just don't know if the 2022 edition of the game is for Aaron Woods and Burgess. I think I think Bird as well. I mean, you know, he's suspect as well if he's like going to be playing a lock. Yeah. Well, the 
the entire to, thing yeah, yeah. with Josh, this guy. Josh Maguire was an absolute liability last year, and he's going to be probably suspended half the year anyway. Yeah. So the the whole thing with the game is trying Lots to speed it up in the back line. It and and those guys. How many times has either a try been scored or a penalty been given by Aaron Woods not attempting a tackle and hanging an arm out? It either gets fucking brushed yeah. off and a try is scored, or he's giving away a penalty right in front. Yeah. Yeah, look, I put the Dragons ahead of teams like, uh, like, uh, you know, the Cowboys, well and yep. truly. That's it. But that's, yeah, so probably a similar sort of situation to last year. They're going to win mm. some games, yep. for sure. I don't think they're going to have this uh, early season, you know, March, April, May premier thing like they had last year. But they're going to they'll win their fair, share, their fair share of games, but I still think the, you know, 12-13 sort of area is and, about the ceiling. And I'll tell you what. The Ben Hunt factor will, you know, just like Reynolds up at the Broncos, the Ben Hunt, he, he is the guy who can potentially win you a couple of games just, just off the back of a great kicking performance. Um, he's, he had a great end of the season last year, like post-Origin. He was fantastic in a terrible side. Uh, and, and I think if they have any hope of major success this year, it starts and ends with him. Yep. The Raiders. So, they uh, had their window, made it to the grand final, felt a bit hard done by six again, so on. There's no, you know, no need to relitigate that. And last year, it kind of, the whole, it kind of broke. Yeah. There was dissension in there. They had issues with the English guys. Fucking unraveled. And uh, un- yeah. it unraveled. But, you know, they've got, the, they've got some... Yeah, they actually recruited, I think, reasonably well. I mean, uh, getting uh, Fogarty from the the Titans was a good move. Mm. Unfortunately, now he's uh, you know he's injured and he's not going to make it there for the start of the start of the season, which is a blow. Mm. But he was a good. I think Adam Elliott getting him out of the doggies as well is probably a you know, decent move. Yep. Um, getting Nick Kotrick back, who was absolutely fucking squandered mm. in that dog side. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll think, I what, think he, he comes back to his best. He's not going to return to his beast mode. I origin. think he does. I don't think he's going to return to that beast mode origin player, but I think he's going to be vastly better than what we've seen. Mm. I'll tell you what, though. What an inter- what a, a different conversation the Bulldogs would be <clears throat> if that was Burton, Kotrick, Josh Adokar. Yeah. What what a fucking points yeah. machine that, that left edge could potentially be. Um, but, oh, well, fuck the Bulldogs. So I guess, <laughs> yeah. so it'll be white and six, Fogarty seven. Is when that fit? Yeah, yes. when, when healthy. Yeah, I I think they're a bit. Yeah, I think they're a bit same same. I don't know that teams are going to struggle with different looks <laughs> from the Raiders based on their halves output. Um, I think that could be a weakness. Yeah, for them, they're going to get great. They're, they're certainly going to get you know great great service out of you guys like um like uh. Josh Papali and mm. uh, and guys like uh, Harry and Naira, Whitehead, Tarpane, they're guys that are all reliable and I'm sure they're going to give them excellent service. Their forwards are going to be great. I don't know about Hodgson, how he's going to be this year. Yeah. He spent most of the off-season like, being shopped around and there was talk that he was heading to the Tigers and that deal was all but done and then it fell over and he can't feel fucking wanted. Yeah. Oh well, he. Yeah, but I mean, was, he was wanting to get out though, wasn't he? That's yeah, it. absolutely. And, and but if you remember last, I thought year, a lot of it was there. driven by him. What 
did he did he play a bit at yeah. lock at the end of last year, or was he just playing off the bench in that he was saying, well, look, my my goal is to not be here, so I don't want to take a spot that someone else would have. No, what they did was they put um like when when they put Starling on, yeah, he'd go to dummy half, and then like Hodgson would still be on the field and sort of and yeah in in the pack, you know, like back yeah. row or something. So, but look, he's going to start. He's going to start nine for him. Mm. Um, and I'd feel a lot differently if they had Fogarty from the get go because I think that he is a he is a great acquisition. And remember, I remember early, like the way they fleeced the they fleeced the Titans early on because remember that when that talk first came out, it was almost like straight swap Hodgson for Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. And that That's was a, that, and even that was even that was good <coughs> business though. I mean, like that was good business for the Titans to get a proper nine, and good business for the you know the Raiders to get themselves a, a halfback. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> the Raiders ended up fleecing them for both. So yeah, fuck. Look. I think I think the similar similar sort of position to last year, just out of the finals. I can't see where that extra kick back into the finals is. It really it's really going to require I think one of the teams above them mm. to uh, diminish, yeah, or decline if you will, Glenny. <laughs> I th- what do you reckon, Glenny? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the, the Raiders, um, are just outside, just outside the eight. Yeah, that's Ninth, it. Maybe 10th. Yep. Sharkies. New look Sharky side. No Aaron Wood. They got a coach. Old Skeletor in there. Who's uh who's learned uh, you know had a, had an extremely long apprenticeship under Trent Robinson. And perhaps learned a thing or two. They looked okay in the, they looked okay in the trials. I thought Nico Hines obviously a big acquisition, and he looks pretty good in the halves. Like, yeah, you know, trials are trials, but he looked he he was looking pretty good, I think. Um, as they sort of settle down their lineup a little bit, I don't think in the trials. I don't think Braden Trindle did himself any any glory. Yeah, that was rough. Help to his cause, and I think we might see Matt Moylan in there, maybe sharing the, you know the halves with with Nico. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, McInnes is. I'm looking forward to see. Pack. Sorry, I'm looking forward to seeing McInnes. Um, yes, for the Sharks, he's an he's extremely talented player, and yeah, um, he and he can make a massive. Yeah, no, that's your best player. I mean, last year, like he's kind of out of sight, out of mind a little yeah. bit because you know, he was injured. He was injured last year and couldn't he couldn't take the field. But I mean, before that, he was like the Dragons' Player of the Year two years running. Mm. You know, one of their like you know local sons, and they just like the, the fact they let him walk is just fucking mind blowing. Was it just and, the relationship? Um, I think with the fact Mary? he was injured and didn't play. I don't know. Oh, because he had a great relationship with him, and right? And so you're saying that when he got the flick, then that's it. Like, do you remember when Mary had his last game? There was like vision, and and, yeah. and McInnes was in there like crying on his shoulder and. You know, reminiscing yeah, about all the yeah. fucking L's they'd taken together. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like the, did he probably cost him an Origin career? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So look, I mean, you look at the Sharkies. They've uh, they've got rid of Johnson and they've got rid of uh, Chad. They've got rid of Woodsy. They've got rid of Dugan. They've got yeah. rid of Will Chambers. I mean. Fuck me, Deb. When you put it like that, I feel the like the Sharks will win the comp. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
That's that is that is that is probably the greatest fucking. They finished ninth with all that shit in, in their last season. Year. <laughs> That's the single greatest example of cutting dead wood across an off season. Craig Fitzgibbon is a lumberjack. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money they'll save just on green whistles? Yeah. yeah. And then when you take guys like, uh, then when you, you get rid of guys like Woodsy and you put a guy in into the pack, you know, like Fanukin, mm. who was, you know, one of these guys who was just an absolute workhorse. And yeah, especially for some of these guys, these younger guys like, uh, you know, Nakora and, and Toby Rudolph. And spe- like Toby Rudolph, he can be a, He's like, he can be a lazy fucking bastard. Yeah. I mean, you get that guy 35 minutes into a game and he'll, he's dropping off tackles and he's just fucking like... like A guy like Fanukin can take that kid and perhaps inject a bit of fucking work ethic into him. Yeah. And, you know, take advantage of his good attributes and, uh, and hopefully... You know, and, diminish the rest. And this is the but, thing. This, this is the difference between clubs that recruit exceptionally well and and clubs that are recruiting for a style of play that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. You know, the the Dragons have taken the fucking dead wood from every other club. Mm. Whereas the Sharks have, you know, and the Dragons, oh, you know, Woodsy's experience and, you know, um, jo- Josh Maguire's experience. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But Fanukin comes with a truckload of top-tier experience, but also a work ethic that comes with that. And yep. and I don't, I don't see too many downsides to having Dale Finucane in a team, such as high high instances of suspension, um, high instances of fucking laziness. And he also comes from a system that is amongst the best exponent of the way the game is played right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, just you hear the yeah. way, like uh, pl- honestly. I, no, keep going. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're right. No. Please, please, I insist. Sharks are a top four side. That's what I want to say. <laughs> well, you know, Bellamy doesn't I'm not speak say about Bellamy, everyone no, no, no. the way he speaks about Fanukin. Put it that way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Now, I mean, I think you're know, looking, looking a little bit ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the, remember, they only got knocked out in the last weekend of the regular season. And the teams that, that went in ahead of them, just look up the ladder a little bit. Gold Coast and Newcastle. Yeah. I don't think that I think the Sharks have recruited themselves. I think they've, they've recruited themselves up those two spots on the ladder. Correct. Mm. Now, whether Moylan stays fit the whole time, and you know whether Trindle gets a massive run in in the, in the seven, and if he yeah he he did some terrible things in, again in the trials, but I think Nico Hines needs a stable partner that he can build a combination with. Because even by himself, he he does some some fucking beautiful touches. Mm. I mean, he's just an, obviously a natural, naturally super talented player. Yep. But if he can build a partnership and a combination with someone, then yeah, no, I, I, I think the sharks are the sharks are improvers. Not huge improvers, but they're improvers. Yep. Titans, next one up. Snuck into the finals. Could have snuck into the second week of the finals. With that fucking chaotic last play against yeah. the Roosters. So, very inexperienced side, the Titans. That's one uh, one knock, you would say. Their, their most capped player in the spine, AJ Brimson. Who? And if I think of him, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I think of AJ Brimson, I think of a guy who just doesn't play often. Yeah. With the advent of Jaden Campbell at the end of the season, he came on amazingly well as a kid. Looks like he's going to be their fullback going forward, which pushes Brimson into the halves. Yep. And uh, to to form a combination uh, with Ash Taylor getting punted, then that brings Toby Sexton, another kid who had some great touches as well. Fucking young, though. Mm. To bring him into starting seven. Yeah. And then you've got another, and then you've got another young player in Aaron Clark in nine. So that is a massively like the most inexperienced. Fuck me, that's got to be the youngest spine. Yeah, that's yeah in the history of the game. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but if they're good enough, they're given. They're, they've yeah, got I'm, the opportunity ahead of them to 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 look when you look at perform, and you look at their pack. You got Mo Fodwaka. Tino, Proctor, Fafida, Isaac Liu. I mean, they've got a great fucking starting pack. Mm. I feel like they're still probably, uh, you know, they still they still need a hooker. I yes, think. they do. Like a legit, a legit hooker. Yep. And I think it's really just that inexperienced spine and the lack of a really experienced and like a, yeah, for want of a better, like a name brand nine. Mm-hmm. That's holding. That's holding them back. If I, if I was the Titans, I would have thrown absolutely everything I could, legally or illegally. Fucking Mal Meninga, you know, culture, 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 at Brandon Smith. And it doesn't help yep. them this year. But I think that's going to be their downfall. You could potentially put up with young halves if you have, and you would need a rep level hooker to steer them around without yep. without that yep. I think they're doing those two young guys such a fucking disservice by not having an organiser to to help them when they develop. get into stressful situations That's and also fun. help them develop like you know they're, they're, the expectations on them every single week are going to be huge for them to be a competitive football side and that's, yep. a, that's a lot to expect of kids and I th- I think when we're talking about this part of the table, you, you're legitimately talking about, you know, one or two games can swing your fate mm. or yep. or a couple of blowouts because, you know, at, at this end of the table, very often for and against is what's going to decide it. So a couple of yep. blowouts, a couple of missed opportunities can can derail an entire season of potential. And I think that's the risk the Titans are taking with such a young spine and mm. I'm not sure it's going to pay off for them. Yeah, like, I mean, if you if 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 you told me that yeah Jamal Fogarty was there and he was their starting seven, it would change my opinion of the of their chances a lot. Yeah, I think just that. Um, but you know, it's not to be. He's Canberra's now, so look, I think that, I feel like the Raiders are going to be around about there. But if this youth spine situation goes the other way. Then you know they could end up you know find themselves in sort of tenth. I I think the Titans will struggle to make the finals, but will still be the most successful Queensland team. Yeah. All right. So even if they even if they take a dip from eight down, yes. So the Broncos are going to okay. Interesting. I mean, because we obviously we're all riding the Cowboys off. I mean, are they are they going to get the spoon 
Are they a number one yeah, spoon contender? I, I reckon the Cowboys are in the last. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Town, town, there with the team we haven't spoken about yet. The weather in Towns was a shit of a put thing. They might get them a couple. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, like they let, they're, they're also the team that lets fucking West Tigers walk up there and take the points. So let's not talk about fucking cunt bank being a yeah. <laughs> some impregnable fucking fortress. <laughs> I mean, across generations, they let the West Tigers go up there and waltz out with the points, no matter what the West Tigers are actually doing. Like, like that's that's one of the that's one of their buys. The Newcastle Knights. So, bit of changes over there uh, in, in Newcastle. They uh, returned Connor Watson to the Chooks. Blake Green retired. Mitchell Pierce is over in France, and uh, they've replaced uh, their outgoing players. I mean, like I, I, there are other guys like like Shibasaki who, yeah, was an absolute liability. I mean, it was, it was Japanese for liability. Um, but Dane Gagai comes in, and Adam Clune from the Dragons comes in, which uh, is going to see them with the spine consisting of. Chris Randall, Jake Clifford and Clune in the uh, halves, and uh, Callum Ponger, of course, <laughs> full back. Yeah. They got a good pack. They had a good pack last year. They got a good pack this year. I don't like the sound of those halves, to be honest with you. And it. Look, I, th- I think the money they've spent to keep Ponger as a marquee player will continue to prove a poor team-building decision. Um, and and if you look around it, and it's easy to fall into that trap if you look at successful teams of the last little while. You know, you, you look at Melbourne, and Billy Slater fucking stands out. Yeah? It, it's easy to forget that, that he was probably close to the most easily replaceable of any of Melbourne's stars. Um, and, and not taking anything away from what a, a magnificent talent Billy Slater was. But but I don't think Kalen Ponger especially can have the impact that his salary deserves, A, from that position, and B, at this stage of his career. And that's no fault of the player. The club's put that on him. Um, yep. Their pack is still going to be workmanlike. Um, they, they overperformed last year. You know, every, everyone had dibs on them to be a good pack, but there were some fucking games that they stayed in, um, Saifidi especially. Mm-hmm. And I, I was off him at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year, but fuck, he turned yeah. me around on him. He was magnificent for the majority of the season uh, and fucking worked his guts out, worked his absolute guts out. Yep. Um, again, you know, young halves, what the fuck's happening at hooker? And... And probably a little bit of lack of strike. Well, the the, 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 the the hooker situation is just the the hooker's situation is because Jaden Braley cannot fucking stay on the field. That's that's why that's why they're in the position they're in there. But regardless of why it is, you know, again, it's still an said, issue. Yeah. It's the same problem the Titans face. Yeah, you know, some yeah. somewhere in there, you need you know one representative quality player, and out of the four positions in your spine, I don't think fullback's the one place to put them. Yep. Especially when there's this expectation that he's just going to make things happen. Yeah. 
You know, very good cutout pass. And look, you know, very, very good cutout pass. But yeah, yeah, that's it. So nice to make the finals or drop out this year, mate. Drop out. Yeah, I think eleventh or twelfth. You, you look at the the struggles they have in the halves, and then add to that how well a team like Cronulla have recruited. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. I put Cronulla. I've got Cronulla leapfrogging both the Titans and that's it, and the Knights, and uh, you know perhaps some other sides as well. Uh, next one up on the order was the Eels. So, look, the Eels have looked great in the trials. Probably the trials champions, twenty twenty two. Their side, they've um, brought in Mitch Rain, and he's actually making their seventeen, which is fucking mystifying. Um, Bailey Simonson from the Raiders did, as well. Did you not see the and, game that uh, Ray Stone played at Hooker last year? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was that was uh, yeah, Ray Stone. He was yeah, he kind of cost them their their chance <laughs> their campaign. Um, uh, poor fellow, he was just trying to do too much. <laughs> and uh, and uh, their, their losses, uh, Joe Lussick to, to the UK, Will Smith to the Gold Coast, Blake Ferguson to Japanese prison, um, <laughs> and a bunch of other guys, and Keegan Hipgrave, the game. He was just, the, uh, the, the game was just never crazy enough for the likes mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, fuck. And uh, he's retired. Wow. So look. Okay. You didn't, you didn't hear the news? No. He had an ongoing head injury. Ah, yeah. So pulled the pin. Yeah, pulled the pin. Being um, you know, just just extra prudent. Yep. With a you know, with a full life ahead. Um. So, Reed Marnie leaving the side next year. So this, uh, yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, this is it. I thought maybe the window might have been closed on on the Raiders last year, but I think certainly this year. We're is talking to Eels, right? The year. Yep, sorry, the Eels. Yeah, this 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 is the year. I think if they don't get it this year, they are not yeah. getting it this year. They're not getting it this year. I don't think they have the coach to do it. How do you see him finish? Yeah, I think they they have the talent to be in the top six sides in the comp. Yep, I just don't think they have the coach to get them over the hump. I don't think Brad Arthur's that guy, um, and. When you have someone like Mitch Moses having being such a focal point in that team, he's has you know he has all the talent in the world. I just think at times in games he gets overwhelmed. He tries to do too much, and he needs a coach that keeps him on the straight and narrow. And I don't think Arthur's that guy. And I think that's why. I think he like, look. It's it's no it's no secret how I feel about Mitch Moses, but I mean I feel like he answered a lot of the criticisms last year and had a you know stepped up a lot of the times, with the exception of State of Origin mm-hmm. Game Three. Amazing talent. He's he's but, an amazingly talented player, yeah. and he's going to win them regular season games with with his brilliance. There's no doubt about that. The case has been throughout his entire career when the pressure is really on and the heat. Is at its highest. I think he has a tendency to, to wilt or make poor decisions, even when he tries to stay in the game. There's no, it's not like he disappears. He does try to stay in the game, and that's to his credit. But I think his decision making is flawed when the pressure is really on, and he, 
again, that comes down to the coach managing the player and, and in, in lots of cases, and I don't think Arthur's that guy. You sound like a guy who dumped his girlfriend, who then went on to become a supermodel, and he's sitting there with all these mates going, yeah, but look at her, she's not really healthy. You know, sure, she looks good. But um, well, he's been gone from healthy. the he's been gone from the Tigers a long time, and his career's taken, you know, gone on a massive up, upward trajectory since he's done that. All power to the bloke. That's that's my opinion. Um, I, I I think you know just just as much as their season hinges on Moses, I think Brown is the unsung hero there. Like just as in the Panthers' two year run, I've lost you boys. Yeah, you're you're frozen. We can still hear you, but I you're frozen. I can still hear you. you got a stupid look on your face too, if I'm honest. There you go, you're back. Yep. There you go, you're back. Mm. Okay. You boys for a Turns out it wasn't a stupid look, it's just your face. Um, where it's just like in, in Penrith's two-year march to glory, there were a lot of times where Cleary, just being the bigger name, got a lot of the, the hype and media for the wins uh, when it was Luai. That, that really put put more of an impact on the game. And I think that's the situation the Eels find themselves in where Brown is is at least an equal part of the equation, if not maybe more important, um, because Moses is going to be that focal point and having a partner that can be just as damaging. And year on year, as he has come in, he's, he's one of those fucking players that you look at every year and it is obvious that he's worked on his game. It's mm. obvious that he's finding ways to improve and that he's trying to become more proficient at his craft. Uh, and I think he will have a massive year this year. I, I don't think they can go all the way. I think when your forward pack is led by the world's biggest fucking fake tough guy, Nathan who, Brown? Is, who is an absolute fucking coward. You're talking Nathan Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm not sure that gets you grand finals, um, but but I think they'll be they'll be final four. All right. So the next one up, then uh, we have the uh, Chooks. The Roosters obviously last year had a uh, an absolute season from hell in terms of injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, with Kiri missing most of the most of the 2021 season. And uh, just a revolving door of injuries and suspensions that kept them far from their best 17 from being on the paddock, you know, for pretty much the duration, the entirety of the of the season after about round two. Um, despite that, they managed to win their way through to the second week of the finals and uh, got to blood a lot of great mm. young players as well. Which like, I see uh, the benefit of this Sam year. Walker, Drew Hutchinson. Yeah, possibly. I mean, then they also uh, have Connor Watson brought back into the fold. Now, I think the Knights could really have used his utility value again <laughs> yeah, this wow. year. But the Roosters will certainly the the, the Roosters will certainly benefit from it. Um, you know, Jarrah Hargraves, uh, you'd think he's coming to the end of his career. But last year, it was probably him combined with Tedesco that yeah. carried that fucking team through the entire season. Mm. And uh, so, look, you'd, you'd think with the absolute baptism of fire that a lot of the young kids at the Roosters had last year, you'd think it's, it's going to leave the club in, in just such a, a an increasingly strong position going forward. And do they do they reap the benefits of that this season? 
I think it's a, a development and we've spoken about the the Storm's philosophy of next man up and the Roosters are no different, but the fact that that line of next man up probably grew by about seven or eight names last year um, with some of the talent they yep. had to blood, um, the depth in the Roosters as a club, despite losing the Morris boys, Cordner, Jake Friend, those guys. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think the Roosters... Um, they're in the top hand, you know, obviously in the top handful of sides where, you know, obviously put um, Penrith, Melbourne, uh, the Roosters and, and Manly and, and the only bullet change to, to that group I see is potentially the Sharks. Um, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that the Roosters are going to have the same sort of um, poor luck with injuries that they had last year and... Um, that's going to mean a hell of a lot of consistency, which is very fucking dangerous for everyone else in the comp. So, to to see how they performed with with the trials and tribulations they had last season was was fucking amazing. We spoke about it um, every week on the show, but um, you know, with a more settled approach and and less disruption, um, I think we'll see who the Roosters really are, and uh, obviously wonderfully coached as well. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then the, the the benefit that they have, like their interchange is going to be the, the best in the game. Mm. Just through the fact of, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to pick their 17 each week just based on the, the players that they unearthed last year. Yeah. I mean, think of, think of the, the um, yeah, guys like Fletcher Baker, Egan Butcher, yep. Nat White. Like these guys, they all bring. Then they then they brought in guys like Connor Watson, who I assume they brought. They're going to bring straight in with the eye on on being their fourteen. Um, but yeah, absolutely packed side, injury free. I think would have to be in that in the top tier of the competition and a, a good chance to win it. And, but I, uh, I think that caveat's you know, too and big. This, and this is a placeholder. Year. This is a placeholder year for them as well because they're bringing Brandon Smith in next year. Mm. Yeah, to really have a fucking run. <clears throat> well, the, the the thing that concerns me though, and and you're right, injury free, they're a massive massive threat. But injury free means that one of their key players, Kiri, who has suffered from injuries, that every time you get one makes the risk of having another one greater. And the potential damage, you know, exponentially greater. And the thing that causes that injury is contact, and he's playing a contact sport. You know, how many weeks has he got? Well, you know, when do they play the Bulldogs? Because that's the game. If fucking Hetherington and TPJ are in that side when they play, Kiri's season's done. That's, that's my worry. Well, that's my worry about the Roosters. Like, how do they fare without him? Well, yeah, I guess second week of the finals. Probably. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's the only loss. But that's you know it. I mean, like they do they go much further than that without him? I don't think. I don't we'll see. I mean, the remember, it wasn't, him, it wasn't but... no, and it wasn't just like without him though as well. I mean, this there was a revolving parade of players that were either mm. you know, if it wasn't Radley getting suspended or. 
uh, yeah, particularly in the hooking position as well. I mean, like you know, yeah. having Jake Friend to a, sort of an early retirement. Yeah. Then you've got Verrills, but then he's out a lot as well. Oh, yeah, no. That's their weakest position at the moment, which they've obviously recruited well for next year to hey, sort fuck. of you know, I, put an end to that. I forgot about Radley. be interested to see if his tackling technique changes this year. Yeah, he seemed pretty recalcitrant last yes. year and, yeah. and determined not to fucking <laughs> you know, change anything. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we shall see. But yeah, look, I've yeah, I, th- I think the Roosters are going to have a good year. That's it. And give their fans something to something to cheer about. Uh, next one I've got here is the uh, the Melbourne Storm. Interesting times for the Storm. Uh, and fuck, we've we've how many times have we said this? Oh, the this is the year. <laughs> you know the 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 storm the storm are facing new challenges and this and they'll won't have this and won't have that won't have, and they just come out and fucking win the minor premiership. You know, eight points clear. Um, the issue that I, you know, it's Smith's last year at the club, and Munster's turning back firmly into loose cannon. Munster, not. I have Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk to fucking keep me in check, Munster. Um, yep. And they may finally be succumbing to that, um, you know, third, fourth generation of wealth issue. You know, mm. like you've, you've heard the stats on that, that like the you know first generation that you know, might build a business and their kids grow up seeing them work fucking hard and, and see that that work ethic in them and then the second generation picks it up and carries it on and it, they, they innovate and do things differently and their kids see them still work very hard but but embrace new things and change and, and grow the business. So either third or fourth generation have just grown up as rich kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah. that I, I guess as an analogy, that's where I guess the storm are now, where they used to have those older heads and they're driving that culture, taking Bellamy's word and, and feeding that down onto the field, living it day in and day out. Mm. And I'm I'm not sure that's yeah. as complete through that club as it used to be. No, I agree with you. I think yeah. you know, look, Finucane... look, the forward pack is still great for the storm. Finucane, sorry, Finucane, Hines, and Josh Adokar, whilst not Billy Slater, um, Cooper Cronk, or Cameron Smith level losses, um, having them all depart in one season is yeah. the way the Storm played last year, I think, will have an impact. I think Bellamy's good enough, and there's still enough talent left in the side. The Storm, as I said, are still very much in that top handful you know, of sides. As, as some fucking perspective, here we are touting fucking Nico Hines as the saviour of Cronulla and will instantly catapult them into the finals. Mm. And he's he's only gone there because he can't get a run yeah. at his current club. Fair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, you know, the, the, the spine of the Storm is, is still tremendously, tremendously strong. Um. And they've got the depth there too with Brandon Smith to either come off the bench or, you know, slot in from elsewhere in the pack. That's it. Um, it's the other pieces that are really the problem, I think, for the Storm. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not maybe it's not this year. Maybe this year is the last dance because there is a true changing of the guard with, you know, the Bromwiches and Brandon Smith leaving. You know, they've got guys going to Redcliffe. Yeah. Then you're losing the guys that are the constants. I mean, they you've got these guys that are constant, like, you know, your Munster, Hughes, and so, and so on on the side that allow them to bring guys in from the Broncos and the Bulldogs and turn them into real players. Yeah. 
they're going to lose that ability. Well, you know, here's the thing, and the, the, the Broncos are a good example. You know, they held on to success for far longer than, than their talent probably deserved or, or said they should have because they still had the torchbearers of that you know, Broncos culture from those successful teams so long ago. Mm. You know, and, and it was at the yeah. end of that when your Corey Parkers were going and those guys, they were sort of the last ones hanging on from those you know, great Bennett-coached sides. Um, as soon as they went, not even Wayne Bennett returning to the club could get that Wayne Bennett culture back. Yeah. You know, so you're right. I think this is close to the last dance for the Storm. Okay, so the next one's up then. The Rabbits. Now, obviously, Adam Reynolds is gone. And, yeah, absolute mainstay at the Rabbits for, geez, you know, a long, long time. Um, and the seven, they don't really have like a, a locked-in kind of option, do they? I mean, you've got Blake Tarfey, who was amazing. I think they see they see him obviously one or one or a one. Um, I think Ilias is is the guy they're gonna they're gonna you know put put the seven on his back and and hope for the best. Obviously, Bennett leaving is is, um, leaving a club has never bode well for a a successful season thereafter. Um, I think obviously in tandem with with Reynolds leaving the same year is, is massive and and I think that the Rabbitohs are probably the side that drops out of that top tier of squads uh, based purely on that um, Demetrio might be that guy and and take him you know take him further and, and they might be stronger but I, I just yep. think that's a massive Bennett in particular but also Reynolds and the 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 regard in which Reynolds was held amongst the playing group and and th- through the club. Um, but again, I, I think the loss of Reynolds isn't just the loss of Reynolds, it's what he takes away from Cody Walker. Of course, yeah. You know, when... And this, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, we spoke about it before. With, with Cody Walker, half of his uh, danger was that defences knew that there was one of the greatest short kicking games in recent memory in that team as well and so you had to cover both at the moment close to the line really who are you putting all your attention on of course and he doesn't handle that well no he doesn't not at all so yeah no I'm with you Glennie I think they drop out of the top four so you reckon you dip for the Rabbits yeah definitely out of the top four that's it Um, and, and especially with their newfound attitude of not wanting to accept money from gambling companies <laughs> Obviously, uh, the part of them that's owned and sponsored by Star City Casinos or Crown Resorts or whoever the fuck it is. Crown, yeah. 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 Um, that so doesn't count. They're obviously the grant they get from the NRL that's largely paid for by gambling also yeah, doesn't count. That's it. They'll obviously be uh, you know, getting rid of that sponsor. Um, so tough times for the Rabbits, who are in no way a giant bunch of fuckhead hypocrites who should be kicked out of the court. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I think there's... You know, there's a lot resting on on Damien Cook's shoulders because you've got, you know, let's say Tafi is is the one and Ilias is the seven, very inexperienced, as good as Tafi was in the finals. Um, 
last season. You've got Walker, who can be prone to a brain snap under pressure, and then you've got Damian Cook trying to hold the whole showdown. I think that's that's not as great as he is. I don't think he's he's that guy. Yep, you convinced me. So moving on, Glennie, the West Tigers, mate. Tough year last year. Well, not just last year. None tougher than getting absolutely. No, 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 no part tougher than getting absolutely fucking destroyed by the wooden spooners in the last round. Yeah, that was that uh, was rough. In front of like in front of you, you were at that game, right? That was down at Reddy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was there. It was Father's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, it was great, <laughs> great, great day. <laughs> it's Father's Day and Jackson's birthday. So fucking good times. Yeah, it was it was, it was Jackson's Christmas as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, still talks about it. Now you've. You've been out to the market and you've grabbed some players. You brought uh, brought uh, Gildart and, and Jackson Hazings over from Wigan, mm-hmm. Tyrone Peachy from the Titans, and uh, a bunch of others. Losses. That's some great recruitment. Can right be there. honest. That's some great recruitment. Tyrone a bunch, a look, bunch of look, others. Look, we talk. We no. We we also. I will say, Jay. I want to give you about, some credit because I I fucking desperately wanted to you to be completely and utterly wrong about Peachy and I wanted to just be able to go mate you got that one wrong but you've obviously a guy that actually does pay attention because I watch <laughs> I watched that fucking trial game and everything you said to me is yeah, exactly what he did yep. every fucking thing yeah <laughs> mate this time it's going to be different though this no, time's just a trial no, mate. No. this time it's going to be different but, no. I've got a I've got a support group fucking <laughs> Peachy's anonymous <laughs> <laughs> look, um, but look, you know, we gave credit to the sharks for cutting cutting loose some dead wood, and you guys did, you know, the same thing. I mean, in, in getting rid of uh, Moses and by, you know, getting rid of BJ Lailua, Joey Lailua, um, and she, uh, Russell Packard, another huge chunk of dead wood. I mean, he's like a fucking yeah. That was half tree. so that was yeah. That was an expensive piece of dead wood too. So I was happy to see that go for multiple yes. reasons. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, Glennie. How will you find a way, as a Tigers fan, to blame this season's failure on Ivan Cleary with all of the players gone? Well, I think you, I think you probably have to go back and and find an example where I blamed anything on Ivan Cleary ever. Me personally, it hasn't happened. Well, Haven't even didn't even bag him yeah, for the way on, things. You weren't on the show in that time. Did, that's why. did not even fucking bag him for the the way fucking things panned out. So. Uh, that's that's a load of shit. Um, interested to see how Gildart goes. He had some good touches um, in the trials. I think Jackson Hastings uh, in that Roosters game. Uh, he he impressed me with his control and his patience, but also the way he spoke um, after the game. Uh, it was very mature and. You know, he, he spoke at length about how, you know, he's very grateful to have the opportunity back in the NRL and, um, you know, how he probably didn't appreciate the position he was in when he was um, when he was at the Roosters. And um, so I think I think he will have a, a solid season. It's it's completely not my thing to make bold predictions for the West Tigers and this season will be no different. I, I think that... Um, 
the biggest with all the you know the, the absolute savvy recruitment of, of Tyrone Peachy and um, Jackson Hastings and Oliver Gildart and, and the genius of it um, I think off the field uh, Sheensy the impact that he's had around the club and obviously bringing uh, Chris Lawrence and, and Benji Marshall and those guys that have just synonymous with success at the West Tigers over a long period of time just having them back around the club is uh, can only mean one thing and I honestly I, I fucking don't know but what I do know is that the Tigers and lots of their fan base don't actually see this whole and this is a movie reference brace yourself boys it's very fucking Groundhog Day-ish because Luke Brooks, Luke Brooks is going to be unleashed. He's training the fucking house down again. Apparently, everyone, the boys are fucking fitter than ever and Madge has got the group. We've heard all this shit before. So I'm going to take my own advice that I'm going to give uh, the rest of the club and their fan base. If, and, and this is something that impressed me about Hastings is that don't get carried away. Don't get carried away by our performance. We've got a lot of work to do as a club, and um, everyone just needs to everyone needs to chill and shut the fuck up, and and make hard decisions if and when the time comes that they need to be made. Luke Brooks, I'm looking at you. I mean, talk about Brooksy though. I mean, like the you know Newcastle allegedly they they wanted to to grab him mm. in the off season to replace the departing Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. Tiger said no. Yeah. And that and that came from Sheens. The Tigers said no. Correct. Can you Cuz they've them? painted themselves in a corner. They 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 literally and and I don't understand it. So I don't expect you guys to either. I I would like to nominate an early runner for hashtag of the year. <laughs> hashtag Tigers said no. <laughs> Every time Brooksy fucks up, every time Brooksy runs the length of the field to score a match winner after his little fucking T-Rex arms knocked the ball on, hashtag Tigers said no. Glennie, put you on the spot. Are you playing finals football this year? I think we've got an innis to, to, to run eight. That's my honest opinion. So, are you pre- are you predicting eighth position for the Tigers, finals football for the Tigers? Yep. Or are you saying they've got the potential to do it? <laughs> can, I just, can I just point out, according yeah. to um, Sportsbet, who we we don't um, get sponsored by either this episode, talk to us. <laughs> Please talk to us. Um, for a top eight finish, the Tigers have the same odds to finish in the top eight as the North Queensland Cowboys. I thought you were going to say a team that's not in the competition. <laughs> so the, Cowboy, the Cowboys and the Tigers are paying $5 to make the eight. The Warriors are $4. The Broncos are two sixty-five. The Bulldogs are two sixty-five. I, I did say the Bulldogs were big improvers. So, 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 so hang on a minute. According to Sportsbet, as you look at your phone right now, yep. are the Tigers joint favourites for the spoon? No. This is just for a top, the odds for a top eight finish. It's not saying right. who's favourite for okay. the spoon. 
Okay, it just seems as like everyone's got better top eight odds than they do, though, <laughs> except for the Cowboys. Stop reading between the lines. <laughs> yeah, but not making the top eight. Reading between the lines. Not making the top eight yeah, yeah, yeah. is not coming He's last. He's not the same as coming last, yeah. Uh, yeah. According to the money, uh, Penrith are $1.10, Melbourne are dollar eight favourites, uh, and Roosters are $1.15. Wow. F- to make the eight. Again, wow. not not to finish oh, okay, one, to okay. just just to make the eight. Yep, yep. Right. So... Would, uh, the Tigers <laughs> least wins, least wins. Tigers are favourites to win the spoon. There you go. Wow, three dollars well, fifty. There you go. What do the what do the what do the people who are paid to ensure that their employees don't lose money? What do they know that you don't, Glenn? <laughs> A fucking lot, and there's not enough time left on this show for me to go yeah. into it. What what does a billion dollar algorithm know that Glenny does? <laughs> Yeah, when you, uh, when, you, when you put it like that, fucking probably out, a fucking lot. Beep, 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 boop. I have also seen the movie Groundhog Day. <laughs> beep, beep, boop. <laughs> right, a, where's Greg Evans when you need him? Fuck, you dead. Dexter? My, my algorithm for us. <laughs> right, next up. Anyway, so, okay, so, we, we, so Glennie's saying Tigers, Tigers are eighth, and um, I'm saying... I'm I'm being generous. So I'm going to say ninth, mm. but yeah, the smart money is telling us they're going to run stone motherless last. <laughs> I can't see them doing. I can't see them running last underneath the Cowboys. Honestly, because we always that, beat the be Cowboys. A massive catastrophe. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, exactly. I want I mean, another season of fucking Tiger Town so I can see Jackson Hastings' dad dissolve that fucking locker room from the inside out. <laughs> 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 While they're getting their fucking quads stretched. When are they moving into that? Like, when what, they they're in, in there, They're in there. You know, oh, what yeah. was the first fucking thing that happened in the first five minutes of the first trial game that the Tigers played? Fucking Noffa gets absolutely railroaded and lets in the first of a million fucking tries and walks. Brad Parker, no less. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks up at the fucking replay board with that fucking just absolute whose fault is that yeah like is it possible for someone to acquire the zika virus post birth because that's the face he has on (laughs) he's fucking zika luma um yeah tigers would be 14th 14th all right uh next mighty manly seagulls okay so what have they done over the off-season in terms of player movements? They brought in Bullimore, who's turned out to be, so far, at least in the training paddock sense, of the, has, has been a great buy for them and uh, very impressive. Got rid of some, uh, what I would consider, dead wood in uh, Jet Ski and Curtis Sirenen. Regrettably, Cade Cust is, has gone over to England. Mm. I do love Cade, but, I mean, the club does as well, and so it is one of those situations where... If he uh, gets a man of steel over there in the UK and then comes back to Australia, we've got the first option on him uh, again because, um, yeah, we are big fans of him, but we also concede that we can't give him a first-grade, you know, best 17 slot guaranteed. Um, was there talk of him going anywhere else in the NRL? No. Yeah, okay. I don't think we would have released him to anywhere else, I think, because we, we still had him. So I think we released him so he could go to the UK. Yeah, and if gotcha. he comes back, we get first crack. Yep, fair call. Yep. Because um, because he, he is super well regarded, it's just that you know at, at the moment there's just no you know we just can't guarantee him a place in the seventeen. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like yeah, injuries injuries acquired in trials aside, 
pretty happy with the off season. Um, the injuries that happened in trials were just like weird fucking contact shit. That, you know, people, you know, fat guys falling on someone's arm or, you know, like that sort of shit. There haven't been any of those sort of, you know, hamstrings done on the Corso or any of that bullshit this, yeah. uh, this off season, which is great. Uh, a couple of the young guys that have been in the 30, but just sort of knocking on the door now for a little while. Looks like they're finally going to get their chance this year, um, and you're particularly seeing a lot of media around um, around Tola Kula as well, who was great in the trials. Uh, there was talk, there was a lot of talk, like you know, is he far, is he the fastest player? Is he faster than Saab? But we saw in the the Raiders game the other night in the trial that like when Saab scored his try, he just destroyed everyone. When Kula scored his try, Saab was in support with him jogging and almost making a point of looking how easy I am jogging and keeping up with this guy who's who's absolutely sprinting his head off. But uh, when we start to see these players come into the side, uh, they're going to have the fastest back line in the competition, um, and which is great because we've never had a fucking, like, you know, geez, even even when we were, you know, like even 2008, we didn't have the fastest back. You know, it wasn't like there was pace machines or anything like that. Mm. Um, so it's great to see some, some play, like recruitment and players developed that are starting to vest for the game the way it is now. Yeah. And, um, yep. And yeah. And so I'm, so I'm just really happy. Like, and it's like the, it's Fulton's kids. It's like Scott Fulton, guys like that. They're the ones that are largely responsible for bringing a lot of these young guys on, which is, you know, massive surprise to me, but, uh, it just feels like, uh, it's just, it was a great off season sponsorships, all that sort of shit for the club. And, um, they, they released the best Jersey in years as well, which I've got sitting right there. And, um, yeah, looking for a big year. I mean, can they win it? I don't know. I think the windows the windows starting to open for them, particularly if they get some of these young guys in. Because I still feel like Brad Parker's probably a, a you know, a weak link. Uh, he doesn't offer a lot in the tack, and I think that his position is one of those ones that's ripe to go to one of the kids mm. uh, when they come through. But I think they're just they're they're close. They're close. I expect to, I expect to see top four again. Um, yeah, I, I think that's your minimum when when you have a generational talent like Tommy. Yeah. Um, and yep. and you know I, I made a point earlier of saying that if you if you have one position in your spine where where you you wouldn't put all your eggs or all your talent eggs, it'd be your fullback. I think he's an exception to that rule mm. where he he is good enough that you would build around him if you needed to. Um, I think you're at this funny crossroads. It's also if you look at like, so, so when you when you were talking about Ponga before in that situation as well, the thing about Ponga is he does some brilliant things in attack and um, not a lot in defence. But you could never say that even on the most glorious play that Ponga's ever done, you could never say that he's made any player around him better. Mm. But when you just look down the line at the manly side, Tommy makes. Every every player on that back line more dangerous, just through by virtue of existing. Well, and everyone and every one of them have had. He had his, but he had the best season players ever had last year. I, I but don't got to remember as well. I don't Jason, think he... Ruben Garrick benefited off that and yeah. scored more points than any player in history. Jason Saab was up there in the top three try scorers. Yeah. Daly Cherry Evans was in the top five. Daly M, you know, like every single player around there. I like the rewards of that as well. I don't think it's that he actually makes players around him better. I think it's that he has... I've, I haven't seen an influence like that on a rugby league field since peak Greg Inglis 
in terms of just the attention he's given. Mm. And so it's not so much that he makes them better, it's that he just deserves and demands so much defensive attention and and effort. Respect and that, Exactly, that that it opens it up. And and yeah, okay, cool, Garrick was was point scorer. However, he's also a goal kicker, so, you know, eh. yeah. Um, oh, but the way I, the point scorer is always going to get, the goal kicker is always I, the point scorer, Yeah, right? exactly. But I, I present to you... I mean, it's always like Hazem or, you know, Halligan and so exactly. on. Exactly. I present to you uh, Dane Gagai, you know, who who benefited more than anybody in history from, from that style of, of player outside <laughs> him. Um, I think if, to, if Tommy, he needs... A Tedesco season. You remember when Tedesco went from being a fucking biscuit and it was just every year, how many games, how many games, how many games? Mm. And then when he got out of the Tigers and he went to the Roosters, he he turned his health around. And whether that was chance, yep. whether that was better, you know, actually having doctors that are employed by the club, um, <laughs> you know, like, fuck me. Can you, can you imagine the, how many times a season in the West Tigers dressing good room. Good vibes. Good vibes only. But ha- no, positive vibes. And I'm positive it's a shit club. <laughs> but how many times in a season do you reckon a medical staff member in the West Tigers says the phrase, I've done my own research? <laughs> <laughs> how often does someone get their voicemail because they're working a second job? <laughs> At um, Maccas. <laughs> in the but, drive-thru. <laughs> but, but Tommy... Tommy stays healthy, and and you should be aiming for a premiership. That yep. the interesting crossroads you're at though is as he's coming in to his fucking peak, and it's going to be a long peak again as long as he can stay healthy. Your heart, yep. your halves are are on the downward downward slide, and I think you need to make a big push for it. You're right, your window is opening, but I think you need to make a push for it before Cherry Evans' head explodes. In by that he is getting more fucking mentally unstable year on year, and because no, no, I'm, mate, I'm serious. That's not that's fucking. That's he's he's getting true. up there in brain like legit fucking brain snap risk territory, and every year he's becoming more and more of a defensive liability, and I reckon you've got a two season window max with him as your seven. Yeah, but that, then also we've got some of the, the the best young halves in the competition waiting to come in. So that's fine. Even, you know, as soon as so that's we're fine. gonna have a seamless transition, so the window opens and it stays open. It's fucking breezy. And and also and like look, I mean, like Tommy injury wise, I mean, he had the start of the season. Like yeah, you know, he didn't make the start of the season because of the Corso shit. But otherwise, he had a flawless season. The only time that like they rested him one week after he took a high shot to the cheek when they thought he might have had a fractured cheekbone. But um, and even then, that was like a precautionary sort of thing. So hopefully that coupled with the fact that they put the new, the new stand in the center of excellence in there at Brookvale, and while they were doing that, they basically dug the oval halfway to China and fucking relayed the field from fucking absolute scratch over the off-season as well. So they should have one of the best surfaces in the comp as well. And so, you know, that wild card is removed from the equation as well. And uh, and yeah, look, I'm I'm uh, I'm confident of having a great season. I my my number one wish is that it's just as just as fun and enjoyable as last season was, because it, like you know putting fifties on Bronco on on all the Queensland sides, including their Origin side. I mean that sort of shit is the stuff of fucking uh, 
just enjoyable fucking seasons. That's and, it. Uh, yeah, look, I want top four as a minimum, and uh, let, and just you know go one better than last year. I just want to see improve, constant improvement. Um, which takes us to unless Glenny, have you got anything you wanted to say? No, I I agree with your sentiment about Manly being great to watch last year, and um, and it was probably one of the most remarkable individual seasons from from Tommy and. Whether I I think he's that good that even if other clubs even the 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 best clubs put that much more attention into trying to nullify him I still think he's that good that it's probably going to have a you know not that much of an effect on on how Manly goes so that's it I think they're um they're in for a big I year. think like quality quality work like quality quality work like the Storm did to try and minimize his um. His impact at the at the, yeah. at the uh, end of the last season, shit mm. like that is just I like I love that stuff, and I think it's only you know it it makes them come up with the you know the counter well, to the counter, and that's and, it. That you that's know, where you need better. That's where you need your improvement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Penny Panthers. Let me just go through some of the um the comings and goings, and then you can have the floor, stepdad. You Mate, brought no, back Sean O'Sullivan from the no, Warriors. No, no, no need. It's late. Back to back. Back to back. We're done. Thanks for coming. Enjoyed episode one. <laughs> Look, we talked, we've been giving credit to teams to get rid of Deadwood though. And fucking shout out. I mean, while, while you're nowhere near as good as the, as the Sharks were in that regard and the West Tigers who are probably mm. second place getters in that respect. They also got rid of Kyron the deadiest, Ray, the got- deadiest Deadwood that ever Deadwooded. <laughs> Me dead. Well, they got they got rid of Tyrone. They got rid of Tyrone. Right. That's I mean, what I'm talking that about. That is such a net fucking. I mean, that is a net that, that is a net positive. Yeah, like that. That's that's like Aaron Woods to the Dragons esque. <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, exactly. And is he retired? And, and because of the fact that he, who's that? Tyrone May. No, he's fucked off to France. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So and so that's even that's the better thing. It's not that they just released him and he's playing you know park football or he's playing for another club he's fucking gone overseas so his influence his sphere of influence is non-existent at this point how bad are you such a such a great list management fucking move how bad are you when you can be fucking the coach's daughter and still need to go to fucking surrenderville (laughs) like really yeah yeah Yeah. fuck out of here Um, look, yeah, they've lost. They lost. Yeah, you'll you'll feel the loss of Capewell. Do you have play? Do you do you have players to fill the gap? Of course you do. But he does. He did bring a very versatile and and unique sort of skill set that, that the club really really could have fucking used at times. Like he pulled them out of the shit at times. Capewell bought, and these are those un unquantifiables. His yep. energy and work ethic was fucking unrivaled in some games last year and more than made up for the kick hours of the side who would fade in and out or, or not really want to get stuck in when it was a fucking hard game, you know, um, the people go on about Penrith and, and there's this assumption or, or almost myth, um, that, that they're this amazing attacking side. And I think that just sort of comes when you have, Young guys who who are scoring exciting tries, you know, all the times. Oh, they they must be this, this great attacking side. But they won that premiership firmly on the back of defence. 
Like, look at those last three games into the grand final, like, including the grand final itself. None of them were fucking blowouts. None of them were high-scoring games. They just fucking strangled everybody with defense. That and Ray Stone. But... Um, Cody Walker intercepts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Capel's big. Burton's big. Um, I still think... The ne- Even Momorowski, like, I mean, like, he fucking played a role. Yeah. Isn't he, like, the fucking character that, like, you know, walks in, walks into town, he's like the fucking Walker Texas Ranger, like, just <laughs> come, comes to town, solves some fucking problems, wins a premiership, you know, <laughs> gives, gives a fucking speech, oh, didn't you know it was inside you all along, and then he's off to the next fucking town. <laughs> Really? What a fucking. And now he's off to the Roosters where he may he may win again. He may win again. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And where did he start? The Tigers. (laughs) Motherfuckers (laughs) traded up and up and up. I I ain't never going back. (laughs) Fuck. He's on a thousand dollar contract to the Roosters just to not go to the Tigers. Um, Yeah, you know. uh, And fuck, I had my doubts about him when he when he first started. Didn't the cunt didn't pass for eight rounds? <laughs> but um, as, as long as that basic culture in that that spine and that forward pack don't change, Appy's a big loss. Um, in terms of where he's going to go, yeah, you know, Kenny's good. Well, I mean, yeah, not as much, not as much of a fucking loss as, as his personal loss of going to the West Tigers is going to be. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, he, he was instrumental last year, on, you know, on, on a lot of different occasions. But it's it's a tough time to be going back to back because there are so many clubs who were thereabouts last year who who for for a little bit of luck here there could you know could have been in Penrith's position, but. Um, I think the the Cleary and Luai combination is going to continue to pay dividends. I will mourn the loss of Birdo just because I, I still think firmly that the next evolution of rugby league is going to be the multi-skilled outside back, which, which Burton was a prototype for and showed on so many different occasions how having essentially a third half playing in the outside backs all year as his proper position, but with the ability to put short kicks in when needed, the ability to throw half-like passes, um, just that eye for the game and that feel for the game. I think that's what Penrith miss um, with him gone. Uh, in saying all of that, undefeated back-to-back premiers. Gar- guaranteed. That's the gleniest shit you've ever said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking shame on you, man. And you I should fucking, be, as a man that tells everyone to be better, you need to fucking be better. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going full, Glenn. I will fucking choke myself to climax as it happens. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go to the game next year. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be that guy that was in front of Nate at the grand final. Just I'm not gonna, with no pants on. I'm, I'm not going to choke my teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, there you go, boys. That's us. So that's the season. Yeah, good. Done. Is that gonna be... 
Now, are we going to take are we going to take mailbag? Or are we going to save that for next week? I think yeah. we save mailbag for next week. Uh, okay, okay. Well, that's, a- that's the homework then. So on the on the Facebook group, there's a thread there about what are your hopes and dreams for either your team or just footy in general for season 2022. That's Get in it. there and add to that uh, one, and we'll uh, we'll have we'll have a crack at that next week when we do the previews for round one's games. And I just want to say in advance when we do do the uh, the mailbag. I'm, I think it's. I feel like no matter who you are, I feel like it's implied that you wish your team won the premiership. So let's get a bit more creative than that. Can I ask it's, something? I take take it as given. Can you Sorry, also, when, when you're making your comments, can you put on there which team you support? Because a lot of a lot of people are saying some very fucking vague things, and I want to be able to actually apply it to a side when we read it out. And I'm sorry, I don't know who everybody follows. So just put which yep. t- put which team you support. If you put a comment in there, uh, there's some fucking crackers that I, re- that, that I really want to put in there. Either edit the comment or just add a reply to yourself about which team you support. Yeah, beautiful. All right. And uh, on that note, that's it. Memberships are coming this year. Um, they'll be up probably on the weekend. And uh, we'll get them out nice and early this year for you. Um Patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. Get in there. We have almost got uh, 100 episodes of a, at least an hour, an episode of, uh, of extra content in there for you to uh, peruse. Plus, uh, there are tears there with you know with with uh, gifts a couple of times a year as well. And uh, particularly um, the, the the top two tiers that do have the gifts, I think uh, you know if you ask anyone that's in uh, in those tiers, are pretty fucking happy. That's with, it. Uh, the stuff we pushed out, the and then uh, there's plenty more of that where you know where that came from this year as well uh, that we're looking forward to. Um, and yeah, good to be back. That's Fuck us. Yeah. Any final words, boys? Tigers come last, Lenny. Fuck you. I've already put money on them to win the comp. I just did it. How much? Not much. <laughs> What are they paying? What are they paying to win the comp? Uh, let me get back. It just says. It just says. Fifty. Ha ha. <laughs> Sixty-seven. It's a donate button. It's a donate button rather than. A button. <laughs> would you like a ta- one. Would you like an invoice for tax purposes? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so hurtful. Oh, right, can't wait we for this. We'll be back around on. We'll be back around on uh, on in a week on what, next Wednesday to preview the first round of the comp. Fantastic. Let's do it. So I'll talk to you then. Later. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.